Hey, you're listening to Chew On That, the only podcast on the internet that discusses Sunday sermons that are happening currently here at Life Church in good old Green Bay, Wisconsin. My name is Pastor Keith, and joining me uh, across from me. Yes. I went across. Wouldn't it be funny if I just stayed in my seat? I know people can't see us, but I usually sit to your left. The, and at this point, like we've known all day that Megan's not here. Yes. So this, but they have no idea what we're talking about. That's true. Uh, our, our our Megan uh, is uh, at home with her her son Rhodes because mm-hmm. uh, he's not feeling well. So we are gonna try to chug along without her. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say you said the only podcast that doesn't you know talk about the scripture that you use at Life Church Green Bay. I think we're going three weeks in a row without a, a competing <laughs> podcast. Without anyone in. to to. Uh... To deny that statement to be fact. Yes. Uh, so I'm Pastor Keith, men's pastor here at Life Church in Green Bay. Uh, to my 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 partner here today. Yes. It seems weird where it's just me and you. I know. Well, we and we still haven't introduced you. I, I'm Pastor Dallas, location pastor here at Life Church Green Bay. I must put all those words together. Bob, <laughs> so um, it's funny. I so I found out uh, my wife uh, does listen to the podcast. I don't know if she listens to it to critique it. I don't know if she listens to it um, because she just wants to get out of it. I'm con- I'm convinced my wife does off of just sheer guilt and peer <laughs> pressure. <laughs> we gotta get those numbers up. <laughs> well, because like because because I'll I'll, uh, I'll reference in conversation. I, I talked about it in the podcast. Wait, you don't listen to our podcast? You don't listen to my podcast? <laughs> and, and so I'm convinced she does just so uh, uh, I can't guilt her in to, to these statements. Yeah. So, and the reason I found out, my wife listens to the podcast is uh, we I jumped in the car. We usually do something on Friday. It's kind of our, our date day. We, you know, the kids go to school and probably your date. Is it your date day too? My wife works on Fridays. Um, I do I do the errands and stuff for the house on Fridays. Gotcha. So we, uh, and I get in the car and chew on that's on. I go, oh, are you going to keep this on? And she goes, if that's okay with you. And I go, I guess so. And I just thought she's going to be like, okay. And then she turned it off. She kept it on. And I learned something about myself. One, I, uh, I sound a lot different than I thought I would. Do you feel that way? Like when you hear yourself? You I go, think I sound fantastic. Well, that's good. I just don't. I don't think I sound fantastic in real life though. Oh, so you think you sound, so I, I'm the opposite. I think I, think, I sound way better on, on this podcast than I do in real life. I think I sound weird on this podcast. I think I, uh, I said, I think I sound younger, like a little kid. I don't know why. I just feel younger when I talk on this podcast. Like, like, Hey, uh, Dallas's nephew's going to be coming in and <laughs> doing a podcast. But the one thing I did notice that I'm going to try really hard, even though it's just two of us. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you some visuals that they can't see, but I realize I, I go, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. And so I'm going to try not to do it tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight? It's not, no, it's not even tonight. Why mm-hmm. did I say that? It's later in the day than, than normal. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's it. That's all I. I mean, that's that was my revelation uh, of it. Um, I know we had a really good service on Sunday. That was really yeah. really good. Yeah, Pastor Sean was was preaching on yeah. Sunday. Uh, yeah. He he was uh, doing Romans one. Essentially, was the uh, was mm-hmm. the open your open your Bibles to Romans chapter eight. Romans yes. chapter eight. Yeah, uh, he does the same cadence every every sermon. Oh yeah. And hey, uh, so me. I know that I was, I'd ask you this question. Hey, do you see Jesus Revolution? Uh, but I saw it with you. <laughs> you did. Um, I saw uh, Jesus Revolution with with Pastor Dallas, a couple other pastors. Uh, 
um, what, last week. Yes, we and saw it last Tuesday. The one, one of the things that stood out to me in that movie, and it was a really well-produced movie. Uh-huh. The acting was really well. It was. It was the sound design, as a, as a person that makes videos, the sound design was brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, good 5.1 surround in it. Um, but one thing that stood out to me is that the the pastor that is a, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Yep. That's kind of like the, 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 I guess the star of the movie. I would say so. Or definitely the, the co-lead. Yeah. 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 So he opens, uh, uh they, they show, uh, his services mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Um, and he, he does the same cadence, uh, in the beginning of his services. Yes. Uh, every week at his church. Um, and it's something like, uh, this is the word of God. Let's open it together. Yeah. And then I, what I really dug was, uh, so somebody else becomes a pastor. I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone yeah. that wants to see it. It's worth seeing. It's really, it is. it's a really good movie. Yeah. But I really, I, I put a smile on my face. Like, uh, this, this, uh, this, this person that was kind of like, he was mentoring mm-hmm. ends up becoming a pastor. Yes. Uh, and pastors, a gigantic, like, well, ultimately pastor a gigantic church in California. Very, very and he church. opens up his ser- uh, sermons the same way that, yes. his, that his mentor did. And I, and I think about like pastor Sean mm-hmm. and I've, I've had, uh, the uh, the privilege yeah. of doing two sermons, uh, both of which are at men's retreat, and you uh, obviously preach a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed that, like uh, Barry and, and Pastor Becky, and the, we all use the same cadence. Yes, that that Pastor Sean does, and it, it, Pastor Sean will open up. Uh, Good morning. Open your Bibles to da da chapter da 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 da. If you don't have a Bible, and you mm-hmm. and and I love that. Like the cool thing about that movie and that put a, like a smile on my face, like a warm smile on my face is like, yeah. Oh, we're, we're not the only ones that do that. Oh, that, no. <laughs> that I that, do the exact, I'm to the point. I mean, this will kind of, you know, uh, open up the, the, the curtain a little bit. Uh, I remember the first time I spoke here at life church, I actually watched his intro and I studied it and I wrote down everything he said. Yeah. And I said, I want to just do that because I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, because when you don't have a good intro, you just go, hey, everybody, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to do that. Like, you want to kind of get the ball running. You know, you only have like you know 30 minutes. You want to try to do 25 to 30 minutes. And so you go, okay, if I could just get that cadence. And that's become my cadence. Mm-hmm. You know, open your Bibles to Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter eight. If you don't have a Bible and you like to use one, just, you know. Raise I can, your hand and I can one do of that. our friends are going up and down the, the yeah. rows and they'll hand you a Bible. It's free, it's free <laughs> for yours, for you to keep. Yep. Uh, if you have your digital device, we also have all of the notes and scriptures yes. for today's message on the Bible app. Yeah. Uh, one thing I had to change because our, our I think our chaplain retired is I I want to say visually we used to be in Brown County Correctional Facility, yeah. but now we're just audibly or uh, through text. And so that was something that I had to change where like, you know, if you're watching one of the many services of the Brown County Correctional Facility, I was like, oh yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're just doing the, the text and the audio. So I guess I could say you're listening. I don't know. I have to, I have to do some research on that. Yeah. But, well, that's good. Yeah. But, and I always do the same thing. I, I always call it the Eugene camera. I look at the Eugene yep. camera and I go, and if you're watching online, yeah. so glad you're here. I I, I, uh, I don't have the privilege like Pastor Sean that I think any of my family members watch. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't be like, hi, mom. You know, I, I don't think they're watching. Uh, I think I, yeah. But I'll, at the same time, I'm always like, okay, watch what you say in case they do just stumble upon it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, sure, sure. Well, yeah, you don't want to no. smack talk. Them. No smack talk. So, yeah. So, uh Pastor Sean, 
uh, jumped into Romans chapter eight. Where, where did we leave off in Romans last week? We were at Romans chapter five, mm-hmm. which is funny. We're not doing a series on the book of Romans. We're just doing a series on what's your story and and how we could tell our story in a way that can put God at the center of our story. And so, uh, so last week I talked about that your um, sin is your segue was first week one. Oh, your um, your pain is your platform, and he said your opposition is your oh gosh. It's a cool thing. I just blanked on it. Oh, well. But yeah, so we're not talking about well, Romans. You're it's, not, not going to get there with it? I, I totally forgot. I spaced it. Are you finding it? He's going to the notes. Uh, your opposition is your opportunity. 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 Which was a very, very, very good message. Uh, and I would highly suggest watch it on YouTube, listen to it on the podcast. Maybe you've already listened to the podcast. I don't know if people do that. They listen to sermon podcasts and then they go to chew on that. There's got to be people that yeah, do that. Yeah, probably. Probably my friend in California uh, which, hold on. I, oh, I just blanked on his Did name. Did you forget I, his name now too? I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, oh, wait, wait, Conrad, Conrad, good to see you, man. I, I don't see you. I get to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Hope to get an email. We'll find out if he's still listening. Oh yeah. Yeah. You told me about uh, yeah, Conrad. Conrad. Yes. Yeah. So right maybe on. he listens to the message and then he will go into there. So yeah. So we're going into Romans chapter eight, but we're only going to do a couple. I mean, we're going to highlight a couple verses, but yep. But then we're going to talk a little more. Okay, about so that. we're going to start Romans chapter eight, verse one, the NIV version, and then we are going to uh, jump down to Romans twenty-eight thirty NIV. All right, Romans chapter one, verse chapter eight, verse one. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jumping down to twenty-eight, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he always predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And that concludes Romans chapter eight, verses 28 through 30. Yeah, so... I probably told this story about Romans chapter eight, verse one. I ever tell you about a guy kind of like spoke that verse over me? Maybe I said it. I feel like I did in a prayer spot or anything like that. But in the beginning of my Jesus journey, <clears throat> I felt like my my mindset was, you know, you hear about it. I mean, you, you were just telling me that you're, you know, you're doing the Good Friday stuff promo right now. And you're like, it's just a lot of Jesus dying and stuff like yeah. that. And so, you know, there's part of you, you don't want to hear that. But again, you you go to some messages and you hear, I think the first time I heard it, you know, he died on the cross. He, he, he did a gruesome death for us, for our sins and everything like that. And some people, they'll just really um, uh, detail it to you. are like, man, I can't believe it. You're crying sometimes. And then they're like, he did that for you so that you can accept the gift of salvation. And, and I remember the first time I did, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm giving my life to Jesus. And I, you know, I gave my life to Jesus at a summer camp in 1998 uh, at uh, camp in California where my intentions were not to meet Jesus. I wanted to ride a skateboard and I wanted to meet a girl named Santana, um, mm-hmm. which I never did. I did ride a skateboard. Santana, I said hi to, but it went, that's mm-hmm. all I went. Nothing went beyond that, which is great. I'm glad that God used Santana to get me to a summer camp where I gave my life to Jesus and got called in ministry and all the things. But from that point on, I would make poor mistakes. I'd go, you know, I would, you know, sin and fall into sin and fall into some old lifestyle habits. And then I felt like instead of saying, okay, I just, okay, God, I need to, I need to just ask for forgiveness. 
I had this mindset that I had to give my life back to Jesus, that I had a relationship with Jesus and then I left it and then I had to come back. And so, uh, you know, I went to church services where if, you know, at our church, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you raise your hand. I've, I've been to church services where like, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you raise your hand and you come to the front of the altar. Like yeah. that's yeah. How, how I was. And so- That's not that's not unusual. I, when I gave my life to Jesus, I was at a church that uh, brought me up- To the, to the front. To, under the altar. So- Weird. It was, it was like very, it, it, I don't know. I don't want to say weird. Like it was, mm-hmm. but it was not, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And- I guess now, as I look back, you know, over twenty years later, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm. I'm re- I, I, you want to say knee jerk reaction? That sounds weird because you know it's weird, but maybe I maybe I was okay with it. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe I am okay with it. Yeah. Well, I think it's. You know, it's weird is when you do it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I did. I would constantly raise my hand, go to the front, be crying like, God, I'm sorry, I give my life back to you. You know, I'm sorry, I took it away when I did sin. And I remember we went to, could have been a conference or something uh, that I went with my youth group. And I did the same thing, different church though. Went to the front, you know, crying, everything like that. And this guy comes behind me, puts his hand on me. And I don't know this guy. And he says, you know, the, the Lord's telling me that he really wants you to walk out Romans 8, 1. And that's all he says. And I'm like, okay. And so, of course, I go back to my seat, I get my Bible, and then this scripture, therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so, that totally transformed my thinking of, wait a minute, I'm in Jesus. I'm I'm condemning myself, but he's not condemning me. Mm-hmm. I am condemning myself. I need to stop condemning myself. Yeah. So, like, every time I think about this, it's one of my favorite verses, I think, because of that moment. That moment where that man used uh, scripture and prayer and putting his hand over me and everything like that. But again, as you see in verse one, kind of like we talked about last week, it has that fun word, therefore. Yeah, therefore. And that's why I wanted to uh, bring back up last week's because yeah. we, we we hit therefore really hard last week. Yes. And, and therefore... Uh, like like a like a like a damp basement just <laughs> just kind of wiggles its way down there yes. and you're trying to look for the walls and find out where the crack is therefore it is yeah so yeah. therefore shows up again uh uh at the beginning of this verse and and therefore in this in this uh context is to let you know there is no if ands or buts about it yeah uh because again i th- i think there's some connection there and so it's funny cuz i look at Romans chapter seven, verse seven says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. Indeed, I would have not known what sin was except through the law. So I, I think it's interesting. So I think Paul's kind of telling people like, there must've been a point where the people are like, you know what the problem is? It's not the sin, it's the law. <laughs> we can't keep the law. So why follow it? I mean, we keep sinning. I mean, like, so I think that I, I wonder if the word around, you know, the, the church of Rome was, is I'm not the problem. These laws are the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there might be some, some basis of merit in that because yeah. I think today's laws are rather easy to keep. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I think, you know, I, haven't, I didn't break a law today. Yeah. I didn't even speed today. Yeah. Like I, I yielded when I need to yield, fully stopped when I need to fully stop. I was, I was, uh, uh, cognizant that there was a police officer on Riverside drive as I was, as yeah. I was entering to pier, uh, which turns into Broadway uh-huh. and 
from when it dropped from 35 to 25, I was on the button. Yeah. I can say without any doubt in my mind, it is currently 3.31 p.m. in the afternoon yeah. that I have not com- com- I have not broken a law. Yeah. And I don't think it was that difficult. You kind of remind me, uh, I so I was on, um, oh, I think I was on 9th, and a cop comes to the side of me, but I don't know if you've seen the new De Pere cop cars. They have the flat black stickers on it. So it's black on black. Yeah. I think it looks so cool. Yeah, it cool. Looks, looks pretty cool. So what do I do? I rolled down my window. Cop rolls down his window. I said, hey, I think those stickers look pretty cool on that car. And he goes, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I go, yeah. I go, well, see you later. <laughs> and I rolled up my window and I kind of drive away and I'm like, man, 20 years ago, you'd be so afraid to do that because, you know, my upbringing, my family, you know, they'd be like, we don't talk to cops. Cops are the enemy, you know, but to think that all I had to do is roll down my window and he would roll down his, because you couldn't do that to a stranger. I mean, imagine if I looked at someone, I rolled down my window. Do you think they'd roll down? There's a chance they might, but there's also a chance that they're like, uh-uh, I'm not rolling down my window, but they're, they're the serve and protect. So he was like, how can I help you? And I yeah. was like, just a compliment, my friend, loving the flat black. Love the black on black, not complaining, big fan. And so again, but I guess when you are following the law, you know, when you're following the rules, when you, and which is interesting, when you give yourself enough margin to not have to speed and run lights mm-hmm. and all those things, and and you're diligent enough, you don't have to worry about those things. You're, right. you're that freedom. But again, like you said, Church of Rome was a little different. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> and the whole point of this is the, the whole point of this sub- topic was that mm-hmm. I think, I think back then the laws were very difficult yeah. to keep. And so I tell you that like, I, I haven't broken a lot today, yeah. but if I sin today yeah, and now I do, an, I do an evaluation. <laughs> I didn't do any of the big ones. Yeah. I, I, I didn't kill anybody. Yep. Uh, didn't, I didn't uh, blaspheme the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I honored my, my, my mother. Yep. Um, I, I swore a couple times, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I, I want to say I think I know I did. Uh, uh, my yeah. So the, the the video editor I was working on yeah. um, was was stuttering, and then it collapsed on me. And I know I swore once today. There you, I mean, it wasn't loud. That video I don't even. Editor. I don't even think I said it out loud. To be honest with you, I think I thought it. Making my friends sin. How dare you, pro presenter? So I'm not mean, pro presenter. Premier pro. So so in that regard, if that was law, yeah. then I would have broken a law. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's why I love is, so he talks about that. He talks about in, in chapter seven about how, like, should we not, should we stop following the law? And he says, of course not. You know, of course we need the law. The law is important. It brings it, uh, bounds. But then, so we have the connection of therefore, but therefore we're not condemned, which I think now I, I wonder if there was people like me, there was just like, I don't know if I could do this thing, man. I keep breaking the law. Yeah. I broke the law so many times a day. I don't, you know, I don't know. And then he said, but no, you have Jesus in you. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But then verse two says, because through Jesus Christ, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, it was weakened by the sinful nature. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he can, uh, so he condemns sin to the sinful man, in order to that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who uh, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. 
So again, he's talking about that the, that the spirit, having the Holy Spirit in our lives is that, that help and the helper to help us with our sins, to help us with that. And it says then that when we, we walk in the of the flesh, we're always going to be in, in guilt and shame. But when we walk in the spirit, we have peace. We have, we have new life. And therefore, uh, uh, however, you are not controlled by your sinful nature, but by the spirit. And if the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not sin, uh, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he be- he does not belong to Christ. So right there, I mean, wow. When some people are like, well, you know, I'm not really a Holy Spirit guy. It's like, but that's the thing. He's like, you need that. It was so important that Jesus said, wait for the Holy Spirit. I must go because it's so important. And then Paul to say that, the, uh, you know, the mind of spirit, but Christ is in you. Your dead body is because, uh, is because of sin. Your spirit is alive because of righteousness, because we're in right standing, because we've committed fully to Jesus. And so what I love is I love how this scripture says that we don't have to live in condemnation. We don't have to live in opposition. We don't have to live in pain or fear because we have the spirit who will help us live righteously. Mm-hmm. He's like saying like, no, no, no. I don't need you to work on your merit, on your efforts. On I just need you to continually be in right alignment. And I think that's the thing is, is, is especially in our culture, I think our culture that we live in, in Wisconsin and in our area is we have to work to earn instead of submit and align to the spirit that will keep us in right standing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you, you know, you said, yeah, I probably have sinned a couple times a day, but the, I, I guarantee there are sins that you didn't commit today that were very hard for you not to commit. Yeah you know, years ago. Yeah, for sure. Months ago. And it's just being in that right alignment with the spirit. And so even this morning I was, I was journaling and I was like, I'm thankful that even when temptation comes, the Holy Spirit goes, don't do it. Like I, and not that I, I, not that he audibly says, don't do it. I mean, if he audibly said, don't do it, I think more people wouldn't, (laughs) wouldn't do it. They're like, no, I heard a voice. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I heard him talking about that guy over there. You know, it would, it would be that. But I felt like there was times, you know, especially lately, that if temptations come, even the root of it, it's not just don't do it, but here's why you can't do it. And here's why you shouldn't do mm-hmm. it. And here's why, you know, and so I'm thankful for those moments. Yeah, I have those. I have those a lot. Those, Because, yes. see, I, I, I've, I think I've been pretty vocal on, on this podcast even, that I'm, I'm working now. And as I, as I said, I swore today, I truthfully, in my, I might have mumbled like... Yeah. <laughs> but like, but in my head, I knew I said it. Yeah. And so this, this last probably year and a half, I've been working on the, the unseen, the stuff that I don't show the world. Yes. Because the, the, I, I, the last of my sin, like the, like the last of it that mm-hmm. roots its, it, its head is yeah. now no longer the visible sin of the world. You yeah. know, you can grab my phone and look at my browser history. Yes. You can look through my cabinets. You can, uh, text, watch my, look at my text chain, look at my, uh, view list on Netflix. You can do all of these things. Yeah. And I even have the, the, the all state drive wise thing. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to give me 30 bucks to just drive normal. Yeah. Done. Uh, you can go through all, so these things aren't, aren't the, aren't the problems for my life, but my head. Yes. I, I, I've told people this last year, like, you know, outwardly, no, outwardly sinning is, is, uh, it's easy to not outwardly sin, you know, minus mm-hmm. the, uh, 
dang it, but not saying dang it yeah. uh, here and there. Um, but it's the inward, it's the, the, the mind. It, like, yes. uh, you, uh, like I may look presentable to society. In fact, mm-hmm. I may be considered a, a, a productive and exampled, exemplary member of our society. But if y'all saw what was in my head sometimes, yeah. Oof. And I, yeah. and I know that because I've actively worked on this, mm-hmm. that I'm not a unique case. Yeah. Right. So I know that if this is in my head, I know it's in your guys's head. Yeah. I know it. Like it's, it's the, the people that say, I don't ever think it, you're lying. Yeah. You're, you're, you're uh, you, you just, it, it's such a, it would so be so unusual mm-hmm. that I, not only do I not sin, but I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. It's like, really? Like not even, like not even really. I mean, I suppose there's, as I say that there's probably someone listening. It's like, no, no, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, my ties and Yahtzee for decades now, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as I narrow down my, what is sin in my head? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, it's again, such minute, small things that, yeah. uh, that I, I, I just don't want in my head anymore. So for this last year, that's why I've been working on the, the stuff, the unseen in my head. Mm-hmm. So as I say, you know what, it, that my computer crashed and I know I thought in my head, dang it. Yeah. But not that word. Yeah. You know, and and so I'll say I sinned. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's so funny that you said that. So I got a I got a message from uh, a friend of mine, Aaron, uh, who I used to do kids ministry with. We're doing journey wholeness together and things like that. And he just sent me this video. He goes, "Hey, I think this is a great video." And it's funny because he talked about this. It was a pastor talking to I don't know if he was pastor. He's definitely a believer because he was agreeing with what he was saying. But he was using a scripture in I want to say Galatians, which Paul wrote. And, and talked about, I can't remember what the, the scripture was on per se, but he came with this concept that if God is all knowing and he's all, he's all powerful and he's everywhere and the, the enemy isn't, then in our weakness, it's easy to speak out our weakness instead of speaking out his truth. And the reason he said that is because in our thinking, the enemy doesn't have access to that. God has access to it. He doesn't get access to our thinking. He gets access to our verb, our words though. Mm-hmm. When we speak it out, yeah. then he hears it. Then, because he's not all, you know, all, all places, but we do believe that his, he has deems that are all places. Then they can relay, oh, we got a weak one over here. He just said something negative. Mm-hmm. He just said something. We can use that. We can use that. And so he, so he was saying that I think sometimes one of the smartest things we can do is when it's in our head, instead of speaking it out, speak out his word going against it. That, you know, like, like, uh, which a great segue. <laughs> I was thinking of, of verse 26 of Romans chapter eight. Uh, it says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So in a way it's like, okay, in those moments of it, instead of going, this sucks, instead of going like, you know, I'm this, I'm not this, instead of living in this weakness, God's saying, don't, no, no, don't live in your weakness, live in my strength. 
and my strength is in my word, which then is funny that we have verse 28 where it says, and we know that in all things, God works for a good for those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So, so essentially that mindset, and that's why knowing the word is important because then we could say, oh, I don't like that. I'm, you know, I can, I don't like that I'm doing this, but you know what? I know that all things work for God's, uh, for, uh, all things God works for the good for those who love him. So, you know, I don't agree with this, but God's got to work in this. And we speak that out and we speak out his word. The enemy can't go against it. He tries, he tries to go against it, but he can't. And so, so I, so I love that you said that, that sometimes, you know, outwardly, but in my mind, there's struggles. And I'm thankful that, that there's times where we go, you know what, but God, I'm going to give you my struggles and I'm going to speak your truth because I don't want to give the enemy a foot a, a foothold yeah. in my life. It's like it's like the word therefore. Yeah. Like we we started the word there we started this podcast by saying it's just like a leaky basement <laughs> therefore it crept its way in there but the 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 legions of demons that that are employed by the enemy yeah. work much the same way. If you're inside your thoughts like you said pastor it's like mm-hmm. it, they don't have access to that. Yeah. But I need to be mindful of what's going on in my head. Yes. Because when it starts processing in my head for long periods of time, mm-hmm. it's easy to have yes. it slip out in the real world. And that's how mm-hmm. basements get leaky. Yes. You know, so when when my basement's dry and we're not in rain season, sometimes you'll go and look at the wall. Yeah. You'll look for look for these little cracks mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe never had pouring water before. Yeah. But you never know during this rain season what, if I don't correct that, if I don't hydraulic yes. seal that, yeah. who knows what's going to happen this rain season. Yeah. And I, I think we're always, we should always be preparing our, our, our minds and bodies and spirits for rain season. Mm-hmm. You know, when he, he, because the enemy, uh, he's not, he's not, I don't know. He's, I don't think I've ever been that important that the, that the true devil Satan himself has ever really bothered with me. Yeah. But I do think he, I, I know he sends his, his, yep. his demons. Sometimes they're skillful ones. They're rather skillful ones sometimes that, that try to mess with my life. And a lot of times then there's the ones that keep walking in the walls and, you know, like mouth breathers. Yeah. You know, and we've talked about the mouth breathers, <laughs> the, eh, you know, like the, like the zombie looking ones that like, yeah. that, that just like, <laughs> that aren't there. Right. Yeah. Those are the demons I tend to. I tend to. But once I start realizing that, hey, it's not, it's not the devil here. It's not Satan. It's not the one that he was on the the mountain with Jesus. That was the devil. Yeah. He goes after the ones that he can, you know. Yeah. The ones that are uh, of extreme threats, mm-hmm. right? And and the and the word tells me he he can only be in really one spot at once. He scours about the land looking for people to devour. Yeah. Which leads you to believe that he's, it doesn't say he's all over the land all at once devouring people. Yeah. He's on the prowl. Yeah. So odds are, uh, odds are I've never, I've never experienced his, uh, whatever he has. Mm-hmm. You could call it wrath. You could call it vengeance. You could call it whatever it is. Uh, but I have experienced his demons mm-hmm. and they're just waiting. And, and I have reason to believe there's a lot of them out there. A third of the angels, what, what the book of Jubilee tells you. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I know I, I, in my head, I go, you know, I, I, I go, hey, when you're struggling, just go to God. And you're like, it's not that easy. And like, it, well, it is that easy. What makes it hard is when we do go to God and we say, God, I'm struggling. Sometimes he'll challenge us to do something that is hard. Mm-hmm. 
Like I, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I want you to stop watching that. I want you to stop listening to that person. I want you to, I want you to sever that relationship. He may say things where you're like, oh, that's, I don't want you to, I didn't, I didn't want to hear that. You got to bring it up to that person. Yeah. Oh, you go, yeah. I I don't want to bring it up to that person. You kidding me? And that's, and that's the thing is like, well, is it's easy to go to God. It's not always easy to hear what he has to say to us that we're like, Hey, I'm struggling with these insecurities. And it's like, well, you need to start. You need to stop. Mm -hmm. You need to go. And it's like, Oh no, I just wanted you to give me strength. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he's not realizing he's saying, yes, you don't realize that this hard time will make you stronger. Mm -hmm. This will make you better. And, and, you know, even verse uh, 30 and those he predestines, uh, he also called and those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. He's saying we can walk in these things as long as we're walking with him and we're obedient to what he has for us so that when we are weak, we go to him and he helps mm-hmm. us get strong. Let's let's uh, go back to verse one here. Okay. Verse one. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, for the sake of, because I'm sure somebody will say, well, thank you. Uh, you let's define condemnation. Yes. You know, cause I'm, I'm sure there's one person that's listening going, well, thanks. I, I, I truthfully didn't know what that word meant. Yeah. And that's cool. Uh, condemnation is defined by the Webster dictionary as the expression of very strong disapproval. Yeah. It's uh, next definition is the action of condemning someone to be punished or sentenced. Mm-hmm. So let's swap out those words with easier to easier to process words. Therefore, there is no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there is no sentencing for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's good. Now, does That's- that verse, is that verse easier to comprehend? I think it is. I, I think it doesn't sound so sophisticated. Yeah. I, I, therefore, if you are with God, mm-hmm. with Jesus, he is in you and you are in him. Uh, there's no, not going to be any punishment. And it's, and it's funny because there's a part of me that goes, nah, it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Especially when you said there's no sentencing. <gasps> there isn't. I'm free. You know, I'm free to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it also, yeah, going back to cops. Um, have you ever contested a ticket? Uh, yes. Yes. Have you ever contested a ticket and the cop didn't show up? Uh, no, I contested ticket. Cop didn't show up, and I still got sentenced. Really? <laughs> for sure. Oh man! <laughs> oh, what did you do for that ticket? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can tell you what what I did to remedy it was pay money. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I there was a time I I was speeding and um, I can't, oh yeah, they said uh, if you get pulled over by this is and this is how you know the the family I have because when you get when you say I got a ticket, they always got a solution for you. They always say, I, I get a ticket. And the first thing my mom says is, was it a motorcycle cop or a regular cop? I go, it was a regular cop. She goes, you should, you should fight it. I go, really? She goes, yeah, because there's a chance he may not come. And I go, okay. And she goes, I'm serious. Like, there's a chance. But she goes, a motorcycle, they'll come. I go, well, what's the difference? <laughs> she says, because with motorcycle cops, there's always parking <laughs> with with non-motorcycles, if there's no parking, they're like, ah, it's not worth it. Like, mm-hmm. that's her illusion. I don't know. If if there's a cop listening, he might be like, that's not true. But like, they might be like, no, that's true. So I do what my mom said. I said, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to contest my ticket because he wasn't a motorcycle cop. He's a regular cop. And so I, I'm in line. 
I sit down, I come in, all this stuff, and uh, and I you you go up and because if he does show up, and I say not guilty, then we we have to go to court. <clears throat> and so I go up, I say not guilty, and he says, "Is the cop uh, is Officer Blow so here?" Goes up, looks around, he goes, "Okay, all right, he's not here. Case dismissed." And I'm like, and I remember kind of like, "What? That's it?" And I'm like, "Yep, you're done." I'm like, "Okay." So then I walk out and. And I give them the paper and they go, okay, you're free to go. And there's still part of me that thinks like you have until here, until the door. But even then, like, even like, cause there's a part of me that thinks like you get out the door and they're like, Hey, and they're like, no, <laughs> kind of like you. <laughs> like, yeah, I got paid anyways. Uh, and then I was like, oh, they're going to mail me something. It, it was hard for me to understand that the case was dismissed. Like you, I struggled with that. The case is over. And so like, it's interesting because I can do that. And I know I'm not the only one that can do that with our spiritual lives where you look at our spiritual lives and we, and it says, there's no sentencing for those who are in Christ Jesus. Wait a minute. What do you, no sentencing? Yeah. There's no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, then the question, the question posed is if there's no punishment and there's no sentencing for the ones that are in Christ Jesus, why do we even have to try? Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. Because we have, because if we're not in him, then we're out of him. Well, I, I say, I say I'm in him. Why yes. do I have to try? What, 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 what makes you in him? Just salvation? Sure. Sure. Okay. Said the words. You said the words. Did the deeds. Did the, de- did the deeds. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's next? That's it, guys. That's, yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I've proclaimed. No more sentencing. Seems like it's a long weekend for me coming up. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, as the Bible will reiterate over and over and over, mm-hmm. that if you don't love people, yeah, you don't know God. Yeah. God doubles back on that. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, yeah, no, no. No sentencing. You're in Christ Jesus. You're my son. I, I'll tell you what. Uh, done deal. Yeah. Game over. In fact, in Corinthians, Paul, Paul later writes, uh, or no, I think Paul almost simultaneously writes, mm-hmm. depending on, how, on where you think Second Corinthians and Romans line up. Yeah. But he's either already written mm-hmm. or he's about to write. But anyway, I digress. Second letter to the church of Corinth. He'll, he'll write in chapter five, God made him who has no sin to be sin mm-hmm. for us so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Kind of the same thing we just heard, yep. right? So I'll repeat that. God made him who had no sin be sin for us. Yep. And because he did that, we can be righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. Going back to 8.1, therefore there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, Jesus, be yep. sin for us. Yes. So that in Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. So he's he's doubled he's doubled this idea. This is this shows up a couple times. Yep. Shows up a couple times. But he also write that if you don't love, mm-hmm. uh, then you don't know me because yes. I am love. So there, so can you be in somebody mm-hmm. and not know them? Exactly. I and that's and can I, they I, be in you and you don't exhibit their qualities? And as you know, me and you as as pastors who get to be around people all the time. I mean, we hear it. We hear the stories of the person going like, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know why she cheated. I don't know why he left. And then you start talking to him and it's like, when's the last time you had a conversation? When's the last time you did this? Oh, it was 
this long ago and this long ago and this long ago. And, and you go, yes, if there's no relationship, if there's no understanding, I mean, if there's no understanding, there's no, uh, you know, um, getting to know and connection there, then the relationship wanes and wanes. And then you're going to go like, why is this happening? Well, there's no relationship there. So that person is went to someone else or did something else or, or, you know, did something you didn't think. I mean, there's that scenario you could use when it comes to it, but also like the biggest scenario that reminds me of it and reminds you of it is you have to also remind yourself of how we spiritually feed ourselves like we physically feed ourselves. When we physically, I mean, imagine if we treated salvation like a meal where we said, okay, I gave my life to Jesus. And said, hey, it was a great meal too. Oh, it was so good. It was a great meal. I mean, I was full. I mean, so many great things in that. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, I can't, I can't believe it, like how powerful that is. But then we go, uh, that's it. That's good. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good. And then a couple hours go by and you're like, no, 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 I already, I already ate. I ate already. And then a couple more go by. And then you know what happens. You start getting like, you kind of get a little tired and fatigued. And then you go, I think my head's hurting. What? And, and it's always funny because people ask two questions when you have a headache. When's the last time you had water? What's, when's the last time you ate? Which is funny that Jesus calls himself the living water. Mm. So that connection right there is interesting in itself. But when you don't feed yourself, you will suffer. Mm -hmm. That's why fasting is tough because you've abstained from it from a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. That's why the enemy tried to attack Jesus after 40 days of fasting because he knew the weakness and the separation from there. And so I think, yes, just like you said, to be in Christ Jesus needs to be a constant of feeding yourself in this relationship of this understanding, again, to know his word, to know his promises, to know the, the, the power that comes behind this God-breathed word and have connection with his spirit and be in alignment with him. Those are things that will keep us in him and not in the world. This, uh, this I guess, could rival, 8-1 eight, eight could rival one of the greatest debates in life. You know, how much, how much do I actually have to put into this to make it? Yeah. And, and by make it, it's like uh, to, to get to heaven. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the the easiest way to 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 tell anyone that is if you have any doubt that you're going to be there, mm -hmm. you probably should correct that. Yeah. What yeah. they they say, uh, you you should live your life like you're going to court to be a Christian, yeah. to be a Jesus follower, uh -huh. and when you show up for court, make sure that there is enough evidence to prove that you're guilty. Yeah. You know, live your life to give the enemy enough evidence to prove that you're guilty of following Jesus. Yeah. And, and that's, 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 uh, I, I think that that's super vague, but super, if you, if you're questioning, if your, your effectiveness as a Jesus follower, then, uh, how much, uh, how much, how, how, how difficult would it be to just put, put a little more into it? Yeah. So in, in Matthew chapter seven, uh, I'll read, I'll read 21, chapter seven, verse 21. It's, it's headed with, I never knew you. Not everyone who says, who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. But he who does the will of my father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name 
cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I think that that's a, a, what we've been talking about. Like Romans backs up in, in seven and goes, well, I can't, it's the law, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so maybe that's a good, a good uh, correlation here. The, the law was tough back then. Was in in Rome that was tough law, so yeah, you can kind of feel for some of those people and say like, yeah, that, that law that law seems, I want to say like, uh, out of out of out of out of hand, but yeah, the for all intents and purposes that law was difficult to keep. Mm-hmm. But for Jesus, that he'll say like, I guess I, I worry sometimes. I've worried in my life. I haven't worried in, in a long bit about this, but that we get to the end of it and and he goes, you are who? Yeah. yeah. So I just, I, I have made it a, a focus and a point in my life to make it so it is, it will be impossible for him not to know who I am. Yes. It will be impossible for him. I want to, I, a couple of years ago, even I was, heck, maybe when I started hosting this podcast, I said, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a little worried that about that sit down conversation I'm going to have. Yeah. And and today I can tell you that they're really trying to better myself and better my works for him mm-hmm. and my heart for him. Yeah. Because my works come from my heart. Yeah. And my my assignments come from my heart. If my heart is moldable, my heart is teachable. Yeah. Then I have I have many opportunity to do his works. Yeah. And some of those are, especially in this season of my life, are almost supernatural. But I, I wasn't always there because my heart wasn't always there. So, but now I'm I'm I, now I'm convinced that not only will I, I that conversation go great. That he'll know me thoroughly, and he'll he he will tell me he will tell me that he he he's 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 happy with the work I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting too because so what always comes to my head when I think about this, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I know I said it's too hard to believe, but I also, there's a time in my life where I, um, I would look, I would sometimes mix up the words condemnation and conviction that I'd go, well, Hey, Hey, when someone go, Hey, you shouldn't do that. Like, Hey, don't condemn me. They're like, no, no, no. They're not condemning. There's another believer who's trying to say, Hey, I think you shouldn't go in that direction. And so I love that you brought up the uh, the definition of condemnation because conviction is a strong persuasion or belief, the state of being convicted, the act of uh, compelling someone to uh, of their error. And so I think it's interesting is, yes, we are not condemned because of Jesus, but what keeps us in Jesus is conviction mm-hmm. to go, okay, I need you to go in this direction and I, and I don't want you to bring this with you. I, I've been uh, convicted of that lately. And it's interesting because I had a fear of certain convictions of, of even lately God's even, I feel like God's even fine tuning some things in me that I wouldn't think he would put in other people. Not that I'm better than anyone, but I think he's like the path we're going on. I don't even want you to engage in this. Yeah. There's been certain podcasts. He said, I don't want you to listen to it. I, I 100% uh, agree with that. That yeah. 
when when we're we you just jump weight classes. Yeah. If you're a fighter, if you you watch boxing, yeah, you, you're you're not a featherweight anymore. Yeah. You've jumped weight classes, and with that comes a little bit more responsibility. And because of that, mm-hmm. the the other these other things of the world have to die to you. Yeah. Because you can't fight in this weight class with those things. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the fear being like, but if I do that, will I? I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna. I'm, it's gonna be hard for me. It's gonna be. But then. <laughs> You, I love to use weight classes because when you do move weight classes, there's weights at first it's hard, but once you get the reps in and you, and you get to it, you're like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah. And so that's what I'm finding out with cer- certain convictions in my life that God is convicting me in things where I go, yeah, I could do that. I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to go there. I don't have to listen to that. I don't have to do that. I don't have to, you know, I, I'm fine. If with Jesus that. is in you. Yeah. And you are in him then. Yeah. That, that this scripture tells us that you're good. You're clean. Yeah. You're good because, because Jesus's life mm-hmm. and then demise on this, on this earth. Yeah. He's, he's, he's paid the bill. Mm-hmm. You are in, but yeah. if you've also been following the other notes along here, yeah, he's the Prince of peace. He's, he's love. Yep. If you don't have those things, I, I you can tell me you he's, he's in you, but I don't know. Is he? You know, yeah. you have to love people. You have to, you have to, you have to benefit humanity. Yes. Because Jesus benefited humanity. Yeah. Jesus loved people. Yeah. You ha- I'm, unfortunately, yes, you have to forgive people's trespasses. Yes. That's part of it. Yep. That's part of having Jesus in you. Yep. You have to be like him. Mm-hmm. Can you be like him in all of your affairs? The Bible tells me you can. Yeah. Have I? Some, some moments and some days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And other moments and other days, very far off. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, but you said it too. Like, even it's, I want you to act this way with people. Like God has changed my attitude towards people. Yes. That I didn't think I had. There were some, like I categorize, you know, oh gosh, I'm really revealing stuff. Uh, You know, I used to categorize people. These are people I could see myself hanging out with. These are people I can't see myself hanging out with. And God's like, you don't get a category. Like you're called to love all people because I've loved all people. You have to. And if you're doing this, you have to. Yeah. This is like not an, this is not a, an argument. Yeah. You have to. And, and so in that submission, here's the great thing about it though. When you go, okay, I will. Then you get to see how God sees them. So there's been people mm-hmm. that I've been annoyed by that now I go, hey, how are you? And I have this, God has given me this different perspective. I'm, I'm going like, don't look at them as a nuisance. Don't look at them as annoyance. Look at them as people who are who are young in their faith. Look at them as people who are who are struggling with things. Yes, you don't like that that person spoke out like that, but man, they're still figuring this thing out. And so he gives you that perspective where you go, Oh, yeah. And then you know what you begin to do? You begin to look at them as brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Because like, if my brother came into church, I'd be like, you know, like, and and let, you know, let's say he does come into church and he's just acting himself before Jesus. I'd probably be like, it's okay, guys, he's he's new to this. He's new to this. Like, you know, because he's my brother. You know, I love him. I love him no, no matter what. And God's giving me that same ability with other people too. And so it's just amazing. So I love that you said people, because that's true. God will convict you in things that you don't want to do. But once you go through it with him, you go, wow, I guess, wow. Yeah, I can do mm-hmm. those reps. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like an impossible, like, I, I, I don't want, as we end the podcast, I don't want people to be like, well, it's easy for you guys. <laughs> no, that's, you know, yes, it is easy for us. 
Yeah. I, I, you want to know why it's easy for us? Because God's in us. Yes. And we're in him. And it's, it, the, the, the more you take him in, in yes. the more you read his word and say, all right, let's do it. Yeah. This, let's live this thing. Yep. Uh, yes. The higher the, the higher the bar is yeah. for, for what's expected of you. Your ex, the expectation of you mm-hmm. is higher. When I was a, when I was a toddler, I, I could act like a toddler. Yes. My expectation was very low. Mm-hmm. I can't act like that today. Yep. I can't act like a toddler today. I can't act like a teenager today. Mm-hmm. As, as, as I've ganged in maturity, yep. the bar never goes back down. I, more is expected of me. More is expected of you as a listener. Mm-hmm. That, that, but if you're convicted, like, oh, I could do more. That's not me saying that. Yeah. That's God saying, yeah, yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. And don't feel condemned by it. That's why I brought the conviction up is we instantly go to condemned. Ah, oh, I should do that more, but I can't. So I won't. It's like, no, no, no. If, God, if you're going, yeah, I should do that more, then, then do it more. Make time for it. If, if we're, you're going like, man, I love how they talk about the, the scripture. Man, I should be reading the Bible more. Then do it more. Yeah. Make more time for it. Man, I should be praying more. Then do it That's more. That's that Holy Spirit <laughs> in your life saying, yeah. yes. Yeah. This is, yes. Uh, yes. Do yeah. all of those things. I, 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 I was talking to somebody that, that uh, I was asking him how he hears God. Do you hear God a lot? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, I hear him all the time. I hear him all the time. I was like, well, how? You know, not because like I didn't believe him, but because like I like hearing how people oh, yeah, totally. hear. Mm-hmm. He goes, I hear, I, I hear him in, in you. I hear him in the conversation next to me. I hear him this morning when I turned on the radio. These songs were talking to me, mm-hmm. and I and I love that perspective that God talks to me through everyone. Mm-hmm. God talks to me through a radio, through a billboard advertisement. Mm-hmm. God talks to me when the birds are chirping on a. On a, on a day where I don't feel like they sh- they they should be chirping because it's too cold, but mm-hmm. yet they are. Yeah. God oh. talking to me all the time. God's talking to you all the time. Yeah. So it's not me that's saying, "Yeah, try and do try and do better." Mm-hmm. It's it's the Holy Spirit saying, "Yes, I've been I've been telling you, to, I need you to do more." It's, and and you, you're finally going to hear from this guy through a microphone because you pressed play. Yeah. And and it, it was by design. He's talking to you, but it's not he. Yeah. It's I. Yeah. It's, it's a frequency thing. It just mm-hmm. reminded me something. I, I'm, I'm at our friend, Matt Hogan's house and, and he, uh, he takes me out to his room and he goes, Hey, and he has this old school TV and he has like a PlayStation, Nintendo, like all the old school ones. And he turns on the TV and, you know, it had the old, you know, and then it stops. And I go like, he goes, Hey, can you hear that? I go, hear what? And he goes, Jessica says there's like a high frequency. And I go, I'm not really hearing it. And then my son walks by and goes, and he starts crying. He's like, ah! <laughs> and I realized, oh, he can hear that frequency. I can't hear that frequency. And that's what it is. That's what being in God's, the Holy Spirit's frequency, being in that alignment is he will begin to speak things to you Mm -hmm. and help you in it. And I'm telling you, just like the reps, the more he says, hey, I want you to go in this direction. I don't want you to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. I want you to start doing this. I want you to stop doing this. We're going to think it's hard. We're going to think it's difficult. But the more we submit and we obey, we're going to stay in his frequency and we're going to hear from him because he's trusting us more and more because we're obedient with more and more and more things. And that's how we go to a place where we can go from being predestined to called to justified to glorified. Yeah. Bing. Amen. Yeah. And 
Yes. Uh, your 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 bill's been paid. Yes. You can leave. Yep. But that thing in your belly that's saying, "Well, what can I can I can I help?" Yeah. Yeah. That's that's God saying, "Of course you can." Yeah. And now that your bill's been paid, you're ready to listen. Yes. There's a there's much to be expected from you. Mm-hmm. There is, unfortunately, some 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 people. Some people there isn't. Mm-hmm. Others there's a lot. And is it a challenging way to live life? It can be if you do it by yourself. Yeah. But if you have God in the forefront of it, God will take care of the weight lifting. You just have to have the heart willing to do it. Yeah. And there's no condemnation. Do I need to become better? Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because that's what God expects from you. God expects you to be a better version of you tomorrow than you were today. Yeah. And he's a spotter. Yeah. Like that's what we have to remind ourselves too, is God's going to say, yes, push this, but I'm here. You're saved. You're saved. But there's more Mm -hmm. if you want to step into more. Yeah. And stepping into more requires responsibility. And I'll tell you, it sound it might sound like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. It it is. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Mm-hmm. It isn't. It isn't. You're gonna find out once you're finally there that, oh, that wasn't that much work, and yes. I've been and my father's rewarded me because of it. Come on. Well, I tried, but you were you were on it today, and so I kept saying, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said it probably like 50 times. <laughs> I was trying. I mean, did you see me try to step away from like, let's stop doing that? But but man, you had you had a lot of good points, and we did it. Yeah, we got through with just I, the two of us. Yeah, I like it when Megan's here, though. Oh, Megan helps a yeah, lot. Yeah, Megan's so. Megan's super smart. Yeah. She, I, I love her. Yeah, Ugh, I, she's good with the word. Don't so, worry, listeners. She will yes. be here next. So week. you have gone fifty-eight <laughs> minutes with us, and you're like, yeah, it'd been cooler. If Megan was there. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, there's no condemnation for those that know Christ. Yes, and if you know Christ, uh, that's the cool thing. If you know Him, yeah. you're gonna want to do all of those other things. If you know him, you're going to want to love. 100%. So I, I encourage you, love love people. Love. Because you know him. And that's what he would do. So just love people. Yeah. Be better today. Amen. Just love people. You know, you're, 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 you, you've made it, but you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is, it just gets better and better along the way. So thank you for listening to this episode of Chew On That. Hey, if you, uh, if you dug it, um, shoot us an email. Yes. Yeah, shoot us an email. Uh, yeah, I guess that's all I'd say. Shoot Conrad, shoot me an email. Tell me how you're doing. I haven't talked to you in a while. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we, uh, we'll be back same time next week uh, discussing uh, the next sermon here at Life Church in Green Bay. For Pastor Dallas, Pastor Keith, adios. Adios.